Picks and bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, again, here to cover the 14, that's right, 14 game Tuesday slate. I know you're thinking this is going to be a marathon, so I'm going to try to keep it concise. I'm doing two shows on this exact same slate, um, doing this one right here on Mayo Media Network for Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets. We'll also have a Morning Skate podcast that's going to be very focused on daily fantasy. So I'm not going to double dip on the daily fantasy stuff because we're going to go really, really in depth on daily fantasy i'll do a very quick betting corner still on that one um but i, I just don't i'm not going to waste a lot of time running through all the nuances of dfs on this podcast for that reason um if you want to dm me with any questions because you don't want to listen to both of them that's an awful lot of me all in one sitting i understand go right ahead but i just i'm not going to waste a lot of t- extra time on this show uh for for our editor's sake I'm going to get right into this one. Um, if you're seeing me, I, of course, I said I've been doing three shows this week and I don't have my jerseys with me. I'm in a whole new location, but I'm wearing my Charging Buffalo uh, hoodie. If you're a fan of the Charging Buffalo or you go on to there at all, we have a lot of good Sabre stuff there. So I thought I'd uh, support something that I do a little bit of betting and, and talk with as well. I'm going to continue to work with them and hopefully do more in the future. But today we are focused on uh, a Sabres game coming up, but we're going to just get into all 14 games, a lot to cover uh, I'm not going to go into amazing depth on every single one of these games. I'm going to hit the major highlights and I'm going to get into what I'll be taking for sure. Probably five or six of my favorite bets. So the first game on the slate is Carolina at the New York Rangers. Now the Rangers will be returning Kako Capo. It, it's almost definite. I guess we can't be 1000% positive, but he did practice with the team in full on Monday. So I'd be shocked if he wasn't in the lineup for the Rangers. I mean, is that a huge addition? It doesn't really change that much in my opinion. It might make the second power play a little bit better, I guess, to the point of, you know, not considering a stack, but, you know, him and Lafreniere with, you know, a guy like Andrew Kopp, et cetera, I don't think it's egregious to think that you couldn't get a cheaper stack in, maybe in the right matchup, but this just isn't the right matchup. Um, as far as over the last 10, which teams are limiting chances the most by a substantial margin, the Hurricanes and the Rangers are both limiting team shots over the last 10, over the entire league by a lot. Uh, so per 60, the Hurricanes are averaging 41.1. So over the course of 60 minutes, but 41 shot attempts, not on net. I mean, normally not, not nearly all of them get on net as we learned when we take our shot, shot on goal props, um, 41 attempts, which is only about one shot attempt less per 60 over the last 10 as the Rangers. The next team is the Bruins at almost seven more shot attempts per game on average against. So these two teams are limiting at an unbelievable rate comparatively to the rest of the field. And they're playing against each other for that reason. This game's a full fade for me on DFS. The under five and a half will, will make my portfolio in general, but I'm not going to be sticking with a ton of crazy leg parlays. Cause there is a lot of skill in this game. Um, I think as a straight bet, it's pretty strong as a one, two, three punch. It's really strong. I assume we'll see Shesterkin and Anderson. They're both good goalies. I don't know that right now that we'll see that though, but it should be. I'd be shocked if the Rangers at least didn't put your circuit in that. So I do think it's a really strong bet. You know, I mean, Carolina scored five against Anaheim in a game that I love the over in um, just because I thought if the Ducks could find a little bit of offense, which, you know, on Sunday, I don't know. This doesn't really matter why I got into that bet right now, but this game really does profile to be absolute under. Um, I think, like I said, I don't like to put under five and a half with like eight leg parlays because 
goalies are voodoo and I don't like their variants as much and over-unders in general in parlays. I like props more because they seem more predictable in some capacity and um, straight bets or money lines, I guess. If you feel really good on a few legs, I, I trust that a little bit more than entire team rather than really the over-unders, which often come down to goalie play in the end. Like I like to pick ones which I think will have the most volume. I'm already going too long on this game. There's dogs barking in the background. So I'm going to move forward. Um, this is only under in this one. I don't even have any interest in any props except for maybe an under somewhere, but I don't know. Um, but we'll go over to the Blues and the Bruins. So the Bruins, the, the problem with this game is we just don't know. They didn't practice on Monday. They haven't had Pasternak or Lindholm in the lineup. And that obviously absolutely crippled them. They're 0-16 on the power play since Pasternak's been hurt. So it really is hard to bet on the Bruins and feel good about it. It's really hard to bet on any other props and feel good about it. Um, in that game against Washington, Greslick only had three minutes because of an injury. Again, we don't really know on him either. That put, you know, McAvoy at 28 minutes, Riley at 22 minutes. So, yeah, in, in a game which I, you know, I, I already kind of alluding to what, by saying the number three team at limiting opportunities was the Bruins. Um, you know, Blues are 15th. So you got two pretty good defensive teams here, um, as well as two teams that aren't really blowing the doors off as far as shot attempts themselves. Um, the Bruins are, so as far as Corsi, four or shot attempts on net. I think the Bruins are somewhere. I think these are right near the middle. I don't know. I don't want to dig forever here. Um, that, actually, the Bruins are doing real well. They're third to the top. Huh, getting unlucky, I guess. Just not finding the goals. Um, either way, the Blues are, are sixth to last as far as shot attempts per 60. This game just really doesn't profile to be super high scoring. Based off those very arbitrary numbers, and again, only a 10-game sample size, you could have a couple outliers in there that are really forcing this. So I, I need to look into more about anything here but I'm not really interested in any side here at all. I am minus 150 on the Bruins at home. If they have Pasternak and Lindholm back, I think that's just fine. Uh, but with, you know, without them, they're just not the same team. They didn't look great against the Capitals. It, it felt like the Capitals were the better team all game long watching it. I know the expected goals kind of show a different story, pretty much an even game, but I really didn't see it myself. Plus that top came off the ice, it didn't feel good at all um, for the Boston Bruins. Uh, so I, I think I'm just going to pull this game in general. Don't really feel strong on either side. So we'll move over to game number three, which is the Anaheim Ducks at the Florida Panthers. This is just a, a monster, monster favorite Florida Panthers team. Minus 450 right now. I can't imagine it moves much in either direction at home. At full phase, and I have no interest in this game at all. I, I know Florida is still kind of fighting for that first position. So maybe you think, well, this team is much, much better then Anaheim and the metrics, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm kind of using right now. I don't want to, you know, just read off numbers the whole time, but Florida is number one in Corsi 4 per 60 at, on the year in the last 10, they shoot the most. So, uh, you know, uh, it's one of those things where that's why we bet the over on them often. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like Ducks as a, a team that kind of overperforms your expectation with Terry, with Zegras. Uh, I like the return of Getzlaff's the lineup. He's more of a shutdown guy at this point. You know, I kind of just think this game's a full fade again. There's so many options on this slate. I do think that there's a good prop value here. Um, and I do think that that's going to come in on some Florida shot props rather than anything else. Maybe a point prop in there. Giroux's been one that I've just been kind of teeing up um, and including into different mixes with varying amounts of success. It's it's not perfect, but his, his power play role um, has been really, really strong. They have been playing a little bit of Russian roulette with us uh, as far as what the power play is. We, you know, I mentioned, I, I think it was on a, a live stream or something, but 
They went to Mackenzie Weger in that Toronto game on the top power play. They scored three goals. So I assumed probably play him again on the power play. And they just didn't. They went back to five forwards. So I really do think that five forwards is their preferred mentality at all times. And for that reason, if you're going to give me all of your usage with a guy like Huberto, I'm in on it. Now, in the last game for Florida, they did change the lines of a Huberto with Barkov for some capacity in the game. So I'm going to need to see the warm-up lines before I really hammer it home. If we get buff with Huberto, that might be something where you really look at a two-point prop uh, build with both of them say that they both get two points because both they're some of the two of the best players in the league so you know i think that this is more prop specific and it's really going to come down to what the lines are they normally run a morning skate so if i see that on tuesday that's when i'm going to start placing prop bets here uh, i don't think there's really and for all the shots that florida takes you know you might be thinking well the problem is, is it's pretty spread out there's not one guy like you know uh blowing the doors absolutely off everyone else as far as shot volume is concerned Giroux is always kind of peeking up there a little bit Barkov even more now so I, I might look at Barkov and and Giroux um as two of my favorites and then maybe go from there Bennett's been a little bit weaker but with Giroux and Verhage hmm, I don't know it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be I really got to see what the lines are tomorrow because like I'm saying I'm looking at the last game I don't know why they made the change or when they made the change, but Huberto from Barkov was at five on five. And that's because they did put them with Duclair that could put Duclair Barkov and Huberto as a top DFS stack. But other than that, you know, not really interested in banging this game in general, going to be looking at the props and I'll, I'll, I'll include one in my mix tomorrow. It's going to be from Florida. So we'll move on to the next game. Welcome to the NHL Empower. As a Sabres fan, I'm really excited to see it. He's, you know, a greater Toronto area kid getting his first game in Toronto and Toronto is only second um, as far as as large of the biggest favorite of the night to Florida at minus 425. Now the Sabres have had their number. Actually, well, by the way, they're tied for second because there's a tie for first, but we'll get back to this. So um, Sabres have had their number in the past. They've been in the past two, maybe even three. I'm not going to go back that far and look because who cares? This is kind of a different Sabres team that we've seen. I know there's going to be a lot of people on the Sabres plus one and a half, People, I mean, it's nine of 10 now, over two and a half to- team total for the Sabres. They're going against Calgren again. I mean, I think they probably get there. I get why you'd take that bet. I've been taking it. Um, I didn't take it against Florida, for example. Um, but but looking at the Sabres team, you know, eventually it's like the clock's going to strike midnight on them. They're really not getting an exorbitant amount of shots on goal. They're actually third to last over the last 10 in uh, Corsi for four per 60. The Maple Leaves are a surprising seventh best at, a, at limiting shot attempts. Now Muzzin isn't supposed to play in this one. They're losing Andre Kasha, who I'd say is a pretty good defensive player in theory, because he's just very good at moving the puck with his skates. So I, you know, I, I don't know if this is something where I'm going to be overly bullish on saying the Sabres. Um, I think Owen Power will be an incredibly valuable addition to this team, but in his first game, is he going to make that much of an impact? I kind of doubt it. Will I bet it's the score prop? Absolutely, I will. I'm a degenerate. But other, I don't really think that there's a huge, strong, massive lean here in, in any capacity. The only thing I will definitely have in my mix is Austin Matthews' shot prop. I mean, he just keeps hitting it. Uh, it's been at three and a half for like a week. I hope it's at four and a half because I think he'll hit it again. The guy's averaging almost nine shot attempts per game. And with his skill, I think he's likely to get five on net again against a as I'm already saying, not very great Buffalo Sabres team that really isn't doing much well other than 
playing okay defensively. So maybe you could talk yourself out of it because of that, but it's not like it's so good defensively that they scare me. It's just that they've had a couple pretty good defensive games against like, I don't know, Chicago and Winnipeg in the mix. So I'm not really going to buy it here. I, they're 10th they're, you know, right now at 10th best, if you will, in, in not allowing shot attempts. But I, I think this Toronto team could be uh, a little bit better than Chicago, Winnipeg. I think they have an Ottawa and Montreal in there. So like, you know, now they're that, and then, then that, that was when they were way up high and then they played Florida, Carolina, Carolina, Florida, or Tampa that brought it back down a bit. And I think it's going to continue to trend down as they're going to continue to trend down um, playing better teams as the schedule dictates. So I'm really high on Toronto here is what I'm getting at. And I just don't want to lay the price on Toronto for any reason. It's a full fade in that capacity, but there should be a lot of props on the Toronto side that I'm interested in, but we'll move over to Philadelphia at Washington. Um, Washington has been playing very, very well over the past few games. They just beat Boston uh, three in a row for them though. I'll, I'll take a look quick, but they've, they've won a few. They've kind of taken that stink off where everyone was saying, you know, this team is just not really, you know, not really a big deal. Like we're not really worried about, um, you know, this, this uh, team in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I, I really do think these guys hear it. They know it. So I really do think this is going to be a continued motivated Washington Capitals team that just played a very sound game against Boston. As I said, you know, watched a lot of it. I think they're the, they were just a better team. Um, now they go against a very bad Philadelphia team. They're at home. Minus 265 feels like a decent parlay piece to put with stuff. Um, Philadelphia does bring in Bobby Brink, who will be playing with late Lawton and um, connecting. Bobby Brink might be a guy to consider as a goal prop, depending on what the price is, just because he does actually profile to be a pretty prolific shooter. One of the better point per game players in college hockey in, you know, over the year, and I assume career as well. Um, you know, I think that adds a little bit of juice. Ronnie added as well. I, I think this Flyers team could be a little bit more fun in general. Um, Carter Hart will be a net. So it's not like it's a, it's like a slam dunk Washington play. Whereas like it, it's an absolute, like any parlay you're building type of thing. But I think at minus 265, it's not terrible um, compared to other prices that I just named. Like is Toronto, you know, like a hundred and not even, I mean, I got to do the math in my head of what like the odds are implying, but the odds are implying that Toronto's almost like, you know, insanely more likely to beat Buffalo than Washington is to beat the Flyers. And that just doesn't really jive with me. I think that, you know, these are both pretty even. That's why, you know, if Toronto's at minus 265, I jam it myself. Um, I think this Washington's been playing, you know, a much better team uh, as, as a much better team as of late. They've gotten healthier. They didn't have Backstrom against Boston. He could be back here. We just don't know yet. So keep an eye out for that. But this game doesn't really, you know, do much for me outside of like, there could be some value in DFS. Um, I, I mean, there's really not any one prop that I think is infinitely better than the others. I got to see what the lines are on these point props for the Washington Capitals, because I might be interested a little bit more over over three and a half shots. That's going to be a lock for me. If it's there, if it's four and a half, it's going to get a little tricky. You know, that extra shot is, is always tough, but I might go with it. Um, you know, the, uh, if you watched the end of that game, Angie Netter, it was like, man, did they want to get it to him? They had like two chances and like, didn't do it just to try to pass it to him to get that last, um, you know, empty net goal. He had one, two, three, four, five shots on goal, one get blocked and one miss the net against Boston. I just think he's, he's shooting on purpose. I mean, season they're making the playoffs and there's almost like a 0% chance they miss now. It's really all about Obi at this point. Um, uh, the season of Ovechkin for them. I really do think he'll be firing here. So I'm going to go with it. Uh, the math likes it as well. You know, over the last 10, 
He's averaging, let's look where it's right here, uh, 6.8 shot attempts per game. So over four seems real strong, over five, I mean, five or more is a little bit tough. You're really on the side of variance at this point, whereas Austin Matthews is 8.6, going to exact reverse of the 6.8. He's over four and a half. You know, I think he's almost getting nine. So, you know, rather than almost getting seven, it makes a little more sense um, with, you know, defenseman just being a lot better now, blocking shots, uh, getting six in the way. So, that's the easy best prop here. Um, point prop, you know, Kuznetsov fits in real nicely. Uh, he's just a really good player. And Carlson, I've been jamming a bit more. He's just kind of turned it on as of late and has been super involved offensively. So we will move over. I got so many tabs open. My God. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, that's it. Bobby Brink, I already brought him up. Just, you know, brand new player. Make sure he's in, but he should be in. And if he, you know, if he's in, I'm not saying it's like, you know, this guy's going to score the first game, right? And you never know when they're going to do it. But if you bet him the first you know, three, four nights and he scores once, you're, you're probably making money because it's going to be like plus 450, something like that. That's going to be a good range. Um, the next game has one of my favorite bets of the night for sure. Right now, Pittsburgh's minus 125 at the Islanders. I know the Islanders have been playing better lately as far as like winning games. <laughs> There's like a raw, I guess, thing that they've done is just like not been terrible. But yeah, uh, the Islanders team is just not very good. Um, they don't really do much well. I mean, Corsi against for 60 over the last 10, fourth to last, uh, almost tied with Arizona now, which, which isn't good. Um, Corsi four per 60, dead last. So they're giving up the fourth most shot attempts and they're putting the least. And then include Arizona, who's now not the worst <laughs> at getting pucks on net. And they're playing a team that's really good in, in Pittsburgh. I don't get this line. I get it's on the road. And I get that the Islanders have, you know, been trending at least by winning games um, in, in the right direction. I, you know, I understand how good Ilya Sorokin's been. So, yeah, do I, do I think you absolutely have to bet this one? No, it's, it's not like it's a mortal lock by any capacity. Um, you know, they beat the Devils four to three, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. And over the last five and they, you know, they got smoked by the blues they they got they don't they got murdered by the stars only lost three to two in the in the last few and they beat the hurricanes um and a on a wild kind of friday yeah the hurricanes just got one shot and goal in the second they just didn't show up i mean that's the the one kind of outlier game in the mix they got torched in the other you know two of the last three ah, now i'm i'm betting the penguins here crosby's back all the guys are back ah, yeah really don't have to overthink this one. The over-under is a full fade for me. Islanders aren't shooting enough and they have Sorokin in that. Kind of goes like an under bet, but I might not touch it. We'll move, keep this going. I'm definitely going to go way longer than I wanted to. Ottawa at Detroit. I'm betting Ottawa here. Just to start by saying that. Uh, a, I think Detroit is really bad. Um, you know, it's, they're bad defensively and they're also bad offensively. So I don't really see a lot on Detroit that I like in general, outside of the top line. I do think that you could convince me in DFS, even though I, you know, I'm already saying I like Ottawa to win this game in general. I think you could convince me in DFS to bet on a lineup that includes all of Detroit one, if they're all correlated for sure, which I believe should be the case. Let me just look at their last game. Yeah, it was Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Raymond. Holy crap, they gave up goals on the ice together against Columbus. Yikes, not good for them. Um, but this Ottawa team, I just think is a, a good clip better. They actually pretty badly outplayed Winnipeg. Expected goals for 4.2 to 2.7. They kind of got hella bucked in, in, a, in a, like a sense. I mean, they got that late lucky goal that Brady took out of the air, maybe over the net, but 
help me in DFS, so I'm not going to complain. Um, but Stutzel, Brady, and Norris, I think, are a much more optimal stack. They were correlated for most of that game at five on five. Um, Joseph kind of came off for a good bit. So I'm sort of going that capacity. Um, I don't know if Stutzel's going to land there for good. Maybe late in the game they went with it, but I'm I'm of the mindset, you know, we didn't have um, – what's his name? Oh, my God. Um, Batherson. Batherson been playing last game, so keep an eye on if he returns. He might get right back into Matthew Joseph's spot. But Norris, Norris Brady, and Stutzel I think is a really, really good DFS stack that I'm going to have. It does eat two of your center spots, but – I really do think there's more value on the wing. And I know I said I was going to talk about DFS, but that in general, and for that reason, also all the props with all of them. Um, so, yes, in, in the game against Winnipeg, that, I mean, I don't even want to guess how many shot attempts those three had can buy. It has to be 60. I mean, Stutzel had, I'm just going to, oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven on net, three get blocked, and two missed the net. So 12 for Stutzel. Brady had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on net one get blocked. So nine for Brady and Norris had one, two, three, four on net, two miss and three blocks. So they had a hundred shot attempts for the three of them. That just to me screams like I got to get these guys in. So that's going to probably be one of my stacks, prop stacks in general. Um, I, I already alluded to, man, did that line for the, um, I mean, I'm again, Larkin, Raymond and Bertuzzi on the ice for four goals against, against Columbus. Not good, not good. And I don't trust any of their lines after that to play defense at all. Um, they just really don't do that. So I like Ottawa here to win on the road plus 105. I should probably say the line here. Um, I included that in my mix of my best bets. And the over seems good, but I'm just not going to touch it until I know the goalies. Next, we have the Sharks at San Jose. Oh my God, the Sharks are from San Jose. They're going to Nashville uh, to play the Predators. Kind of a full fade for me, but I, I do understand wanting to take, you know, the under here. The, the Sharks have been a bit better defensively. The goaltending's been okay. And Nashville should have Soros, but there's really no interest in this game at all for me, other than Timo Meyer's shot prop, which I'm definitely going to include because Nashville has been pretty bad at limiting shot attempts while keeping goals, um, you know, under the expected by a decent bit because they have to see Soros. But Corsi against for 60, they're second to last to only Montreal, who's just way in last now after um, Monday had to play Toronto a couple of times in there. So not didn't help their cause. Um, but Nashville's been just kind of getting beaten up pretty bad um, as far as letting a lot of shots go. So I'm going to debit Timo Mary shot prop here. Not a whole out, a heck of a lot else. I don't know if there's anything I might be missing. I'm trying to kind of find where these lines are. Oh, they're right here. Um, but yeah, so San Jose, they went 11 and seven last time, which also kind of adds even more to the, uh, Timo Mayer experience. Um, Hurdle, Couture, and Mayer all had almost, you know, I mean, Hurdle had 25 minutes, but that's because he kills penalties. Um, and Couture also had 22, but kills penalties. Timo Mayer had 19 without any penalty kill time, and they were in the box a lot. So Timo Mayer played basically every time they got out of the box, Timo Mayer was out there a lot. I mean, if you look at the five on five minutes, he just doesn't come off. Him and Barabana played a ton. Um, Balsers also got a bit of a boost. So as a you know, random guy that could score, but Barabanov wasn't on the first power play. It was Hurdle, Couture, Mayer, Carlson, and Burns. A really, really prolific power play that I think is a bit underrated. So I do think you could take a look at some of the maybe further stake Nashville props because I don't think that I'm not like a San Jose props because I don't think Nashville is a, like, you know, immune to giving up some goals. 
but it's going to be Soros in net. I don't have a lot of interest. Uh, Yossi's goal of uh, point prop has come way down. We'll see what it is here. But it's minus like 185 against Pittsburgh. If it's anywhere around there, I'm betting it every single night. Really nothing else of high interest here. Um, we can move on to the next game. Edmonton at Minnesota. It's, oh boy. Uh, also, the last game, Nashville is minus 205. That's why I'm just nah, not interested. I, I kind of gave you the reasons why. Seems like there's enough variance there that like if a couple of lucky bounces happen, San Jose could win this game. Plus one, one six five for San Jose, man. Anyways, back to where I was going to. Edmonton at Minnesota, just two teams that I think are both pretty good. Uh, plus one twenty five for Edmonton. I know some just take Edmonton at plus twenty like every time. Connor McDavid shooting a metric ton right now, so I get it. I understand wanting to bet on Edmonton. I understand wanting to bet on Connor McDavid. This team just, you know, beat Colorado. Uh, they're a really, really good team, but Minnesota is very, very good defensively. I think that could be somewhat of a crimson against this Edmonton team for all these reasons. I'm just fading it minus 145 for the wild at home. It's just too much juice against that. I'm just not going to include in my mix. I always like wild unders. They don't always hit their goaltending just can crush me. Um, I faded it against LA, even though I liked it on um, Sunday because I just couldn't get there. I just didn't trust it. Thank God I did. I mean, it's, it's really, really tough right now for me as a, wild defense lead, uh, believer to take their over-unders. Um, yeah, so this is another one where it's six and a half, at, you know, almost plus money on the under. I'm going to want it, you know, right now it's minus 105, so right on the edge. But I'm, oh, my model's going to want it. I'm just going to fade it. Kind of a full fade here. I do think there'll be shot attempts in general. So I'm going to be looking at Connor McDavid and Kirill Kaprizov, maybe at Hartman, who's kind of coming to light a little bit more again. And this guy was a mortal locket over two and a half early in the year. Not really sure what happened. I bet his point prop all the time. I talked extensively um, about this on the, actually it was a Friday live show about, you know, how much different it is than Kirill Kaprizov, even though they play all their minutes together. So I'll, I'll be looking at those as kind of my favorites. Um, there's no one that I think that you need to like overthink it with Edmonton with, um, I know I've seen people talking about Pugliarvi, just not really getting points, being snake bitten, expected goals much higher than what's you know actually happening. No top power play for him. He actually didn't even see second unit, but they don't really run a second unit. So whatever, uh, I think you could look at his goal prop as it gets deeper into the, you know, into the three hundreds with McDavid kind of want to jam it then. Cause you still see 17 minutes ice time all with Connor McDavid. Those are valuable minutes. Um, but nothing that's jumping off the page. I've been including Tyson Berry a bit more in my point prop mixes because he kind of pops a bit more. Um, he's looked better with Kulak as his partner, and he plays in the top power play. But we can keep it moving. LA is one of my next favorite bets. It's minus 145 against Chicago. I just, again, like Minnesota at home against Edmonton minus 145 or uh, another playoff team. I'm not quite as good as Minnesota, but a team that you know really took the boots to them early before letting in six. Um, LA, I think they're just a, a much better team than the Blackhawks, who have been just so bad. I mean, I don't even know what to say about them anymore. They're they're just they're done. Uh, they're cooked. I haven't seen it. Um, you know, much work for them as of late. They they should have lost by more to Chicago. Um, Strom, Debrinket, Teeds, and, and um, Kane get a ton of run. I just yeah, no interest in the Chicago team at all. LA should really be able to work them over, and I think they will. Um, I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for this game in general. The over five and a half seems decent just because LA is, is sort of playing more like Toronto of old, where they're really more running gun. They're, they're trying to outchance you because they, they have four lines that just 
can all score. So I'd like the over here, if anything, other than the minus 145. Um, but I think I'm just going to take the minus 145 and move on. Not really much else here. I think you need to dive too into the weeds on. Um, the one thing that LA just continues to break my heart with is not putting Victor Robertson on the top power play. I just kept thinking it was going to happen because he's their best shooter and he's shooting the most, but they don't do it. And for that reason, it's really hard for me to want to include him into too many mixes. I've just been worried on uh, Kempe shots. I'm back on it here. Um, you know, his point prop, I'm back on it here. Playing with Kopitar and I have follow. I've been on I have follow to score. He's popping a bit more in the expected goals model or he's just not getting the luck. Um, yeah, they're getting a little bit healthier on the point. So they got uh, Roy back or Wah, I'm not really sure. And, um, you know, with, with Stetcher, Benz and Jersey, I think I little return. And at some point, Drew Doughty. And I think this team's kind of going to make a, you know, have a chance to make a bit of more of a run than I think people are giving him for Boy, we still have four games. My God. Um, so <laughs> moving forward, we have Seattle at Calgary. This one's going to be real quick and easy. Full fade, minus 450 for Calgary at home against Seattle. I have absolutely no interest in betting this game for anything. I'll have to find a prop. I don't even know what it's going to be at this point. Um, Matty Veneers, I expecting to make his debut. He was on the first line for Seattle, but the coach then said after Hextall was like, well, we're not sure yet. Maybe he will. It's like, oh my God, this team has just been an absolute disaster. Like, come on, play him, right? I mean, come on. So we'll see. Uh, he was with Everly and Donato. So as far as incredibly cheap DFS options, which I'll talk about in the Warren State podcast, yeah, maybe. Um, but over six in this one, under six in this one, I just don't trust Seattle to score. So I, I'd like the under, if anything, here, but it's a full fade. Um, I honestly don't think there's going to be one individual prop that jumps off the board to me. So this might be a game where I really play it safe. Uh, if, if we get Schwartz back in the mix, he might be a bit interesting um, as a shot guy just because I don't have all the rate shooters. So hold on, I, mean, I just have your practice lines up. Let me pull that back up again. Um, I don't think he was in there. No, so I'm not expecting him to return. He wasn't even out there in practice. Uh, but yeah, there's really just not one guy in this game. I mean, I've been going to net the Chuck with varying amounts of success. I'll have to look more into the shot props tomorrow on this one because this, yeah, for everything Seattle does wrong, they're not terrible at limiting shot attempts. So it's going to be really hard for me to find the perfect guy here. Um, I might honestly look to Calgary too, just because there's just bad depth in Seattle. One of those point props, Mangiapane, Backlund, Toffoli. Toffoli gets top power play. So if he's around one, minus 140, he might be the good kind of mix into your, you know, massive 14 leg parlay that I will be building and hopefully taking home, you know, $20,000. We'll see though. Um, but this game is, is definitely going to be sort of a, let's check it tomorrow and see, but it'll probably be a Calgary two guy just because all of Calgary one's going to be over a point and a half. And I just don't think there's a ton, ton, a ton of goal upside here. So we will move on. Tampa at Dallas. Um, I didn't include this one in any mixes. It's a Dallas team at home that actually has to win. Um, plus 135. Tampa's been doing a little bit worse. They absolutely beat the brakes off of Buffalo. Shocker. You know, Buffalo's been for it. I'm not going to touch it. Uh, I think if anything, I would just take Dallas for the narrative, but it doesn't, nothing in this game really screams value. It kind of screams under, but I don't, I just, I have no interest in anything here. Uh, I've been betting, you know, Dallas point guys like to get points, the whole line one um, it's it hit against Chicago, but okay. That's hit against Chicago. I think I'll end up on one of them here. Um, I actually had, well, I, yeah, against Chicago, I had Klingberg, Robertson, Hintz, Pavelski and Heiskanen, and they all hit what a good time that is. Don't think I'm going to do that against Tampa. We'll see what the Lions for Tampa shake out to be. If they go back to the, you know, Stamkos point Kucherov, I just 
you know, I'm, I don't know. I have, I have really struggled to find the right thing to lay in this game because it's not a game I like. Um, it's not going to be a game that is going to scream a lot of expected goals. And it really, I don't know where the shots are going to entirely, like definitely be coming from. So, ah, man, yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through. There's one Tampa. The only Tampa guy that's showing up in the top 25 is Victor Hedman. That's always tough to lay a guy in the point, especially in a big parlay where you're looking for a little bit more of added cushion and safety and there's no one showing up for Dallas. So I'll probably end up laying a point prop here and I don't know who it's going to be, but it's definitely going to be a top player. I don't think either of these teams have guys down the lineup that I'm really necessarily interested in as a very involved in the offense. Um, looking at Dallas's last game, Hints had a, the most shot attempts. He had the highest expected goals. You know, when he gets going, he can do that. So I might be looking at him a little bit harder, but man, it's since ever burned me in the past. You know what I'm talking about. We'll move on um, to another one of my favorite bouts the night, New Jersey, minus 145 in Arizona. Arizona is still terrible. I know I said they're not the absolute stone cold worst anymore in every capacity over the last 10, but they're still incredibly bad at hockey. Um, they don't inspire a lot of optimism as far as anything at all. Uh, I, I, you know, I bet the Barrett Hayton goal prop a couple times. Uh, he finally hit against Vegas. They lost six to one though. And, and in a game that, you know, they didn't look good in, in any capacity. I don't even know how I lucked into that one, um, but I did. So I just have no interest here. I know New Jersey has something to play for, but this is a team that does play at least enough of an up-tempo and enough of a, you know, they have enough good players. That I think it's okay. Now, the problem that I did, I have run into with them is that Jesper Bratt, who I think should be a stone cold block at over two and a half shot attempts. If it's Heischer and Sharon Govich, who just did these both shooting enough to where it's kind of hard to take. Uh, I think Dawson Mercer might be a guy I consider for a point prop. They do have Hamilton on the top power place. So he could be in consideration for a point prop. Um, I'm definitely going to have a New Jersey stack of props. It might end up being Brett Heischer and, and, um, Hamilton as a three, uh, Mercer, Zaka, and, and Hamilton would be the other. All of those five that I just named are power play one. Um, so that might be the right thing. I know Sharon Govich is, is pretty good at getting points, but he's kind of been good at getting points because of Jack Hughes, who was out for the rest of the year. So we'll see what I land on here, but I'm very strong overall on the minus 145 for the Devils. I put that in my favorite bets along with the ones I've already said for money lines, and I'll give them really quick, quickly at the end. Uh, as far as Arizona is concerned, like I said, Barrett Hayton's kind of the guy that's popping, if anyone. Bill Kessel actually, a big, I mean, this is kind of crazy. In that 6-1 to one loss, he had 1.1 expected goals individually. That's a lot. He had one, two, three, four, eight shots on goal and two missed the net. And that's classic Bill the Thrill. Um, I think you could do worse than Bill and Hayton as a very small two-man, ultra-cheap DFS deck with how bad um, – New Jersey isn't keeping the puck out of their own net, but ah, boy, good luck with that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, I don't think I'll do it, but minus 145 for the Devils and our final game of the night. And another one of my favorite bets is going to be Vegas. They've just been playing so much better. I talked about their last game, um, but minus 130. And the, the main reason I laid it right now is because they really might get Mark Stone back tomorrow. It sounds like he's traveling with the team. It sounds like the play. So with Mark Stone in and Eichel, we haven't seen it before, but that makes two lines kind of, you know, world beating. I, I, um, that means that most of their minutes at five on five will have Mark Stone or Jack Michael on them. This team is now a danger. And it's why Dallas, Dallas cannot lose against Tampa. Because if this team gets rolling, 
we might be looking at, I think it's the third last game of the year for both of these teams against each other as the, for all the marbles. Um, I think this Vegas team wins this one easily minus 130 on the road. I like Vancouver. Okay. I, I don't think that they're useless. I definitely been more in on them than I thought it would be this year might be the right way to put it. But if they're playing against a Mark Stone led, um, you know, and Eichel led team, I just don't have a lot of faith in them in general. Last game, they beat San Jose and Pedersen, Horvat, and Miller all played 24 or 25 minutes. I didn't go to overtime because they won by two. That's crazy. Um, but that really was because they had, I don't know how many penalty minutes. It seems like a million. Quinn Hughes did return, which helps them. And they went 11 and seven. So there's enough of a, uh, I guess, what's the right, um, condensation of minutes with them to whereas it makes them DFS, re- DFS relevant and point prop relevant because, you know, they could still score some goals against Vegas. I like this game over six, by the way. Um, yeah, but I, overall, this game is going to be Vegas for me. Over six, I do like. So I think you could bet the Vegas and over six. Um, look at the point props for, you know, Pedersen, Horvat. Horvat definitely because he's been like minus 130. And then let's see what we have in Vegas before we get crazy. Um, but my, I think it's stone back. That's a huge, huge addition. They already got Leonard back. This is a much better team. So favorite best of the night, something I put together for money lines was, okay, oh boy, all the games went on the border now. Thanks. Um, Pittsburgh minus 125, Ottawa plus 105, LA minus 145, New Jersey minus 145, and Vegas minus 130. As far as over-unders are concerned, I really do kind of like to get to those the day of once we get more goalie news. It's kind of hard to know before then, but ones that kind of stand out right now to me are the under five and a half in the Carolina Rangers game. I gave you a lot of reasons why that one I went well in depth on um, Philly Washington over six. I do like that one. Okay. I think that one could be just fine. Um, the LA and Chicago over five and a half. That one's going to get there for me. And then the last game of the night, Vegas, Vancouver over six. So those are kind of the games overall I'm, I'm interested in. And I'll give you all the DFS stuff on the next show um prop wise i post them on twitter i'm not gonna try to make you remember them right now i gave a lot throughout i don't know if there's any besides matthews uh ov and shots that i'm overly bullish on right now i want to take a look tomorrow um and kind of get a little bit more put together uh and then point props will definitely you know I, i named a lot there so we'll get to more tomorrow but thanks for listening sticking through this mini marathon this is probably way more longer than i wanted to go I will talk to you again on Friday. Boarding Skate Podcast will also drop tomorrow. And on Thursday, Wednesday, I'm hoping to do another live show. So keep an eye on my Twitter feed. Talk to you soon and enjoy your 14-game Tuesday.